This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. All right, all right, all right. Do you hate when I say that? Because I like saying it, but I don't know if it's annoying. Anyways, um, let me know on Instagram. Um, So today's episode is about essentialism and minimalism. And the only reason I'm talking about these topics is number one, I often listen to the Skinny Confidential podcast and they have had on a couple times a man named Greg McEwen and he is the author of a book called Essentialism. And so one of the episodes they did with him, he talked all about essentialism and I was like, wow, I really want to read his book. So I did. And then... I randomly happened to put on a documentary when I was at my parents' house last. Milo had went to bed. I wasn't really on my phone. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on a documentary on Netflix and I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch, which I never do because I don't have the attention span, but something came over me. And I was just, I went to the documentary section and I saw the documentary called Minimalism and I was like, I'm going to watch this. So the two things kind of fit nicely together because essentialism, how I'm looking at it and what it really is talking about is making the most of your time, like prioritizing things that you want to get done and kind of taking out all the stuff that doesn't matter that ends up sucking your time. Sucking your time? Wasting your time? You know what I'm trying to say. So for me, essentialism was important because I found that I was so busy all day. I was going nonstop, but at the end of the day, I wasn't even sure what I had accomplished. And I just started trying to implement little things that he talks about in his book. And it's also kind of like a mind shift on how to look at things, how to, you know, say no to things, how to organize your day, set priorities. It just kind of makes you think. And I love when things make me think and like reevaluate how I'm doing things because if you can make little changes here or there that like helps you throughout your day then that's amazing and then the same kind of thing with minimalism our house we moved into this house in November of 2020 um I find like things are not even put away properly still like we don't there's so much storage in this house like the people that lived here before us were all about storage and like built-in cabinets and whatnot and we don't even utilize them like we just we had a pile of stuff if you follow me on instagram you probably saw it in the basement that was literally like it was just stuff that we had to get rid of and it was just a pile so we have been slowly making changes trying to get things organized you know, giving stuff to donations, things that are still good, and then also bringing stuff to the dump that is just garbage but takes up space in the house. So before I get into just kind of like the key things that I took away from this book and the documentary, 
I wanted to say that I think a lot of times when people hear like essentialism or minimalism, they think they think of it in a way that's like all or nothing. Like I have to completely adopt a lifestyle that is minimalist or else why bother? And that is not at all the case. I do not practice either of these things like hardcore 100%, but it's just learning about this you know, way of doing things and taking things that you can do that work for you, small changes. And over time, if you get more and more, you know, better at practicing essentialism or minimalism, then so be it. But for now, I am just trying to make small changes that are, at the end of the day, making my days run smoother you know, my house less cluttered, which then makes me less stressed out, me able to work throughout the day without feeling like I need to get all this house stuff done. So yeah, it's just, it's not like an all or nothing. It's like learning about these concepts, these ways of living, and then taking what you find valuable and what you think you can implement in your life at this time. All right, so to start with essentialism, so again, his name is Greg McEwen. The book is called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. It was a really great read. I love reading books that make me feel like I'm also learning and I'm being productive. So this was a great one with lots of easy takeaways that you can change, that you can make changes um, to your life accordingly. I don't know if that last sentence made sense, but anyways, moving along. So at the beginning of the book, he has this table and he basically talks about like throughout the book, it's like, how would a non-essentialist like approach this and how would an essentialist approach it? So you can kind of see like the different viewpoints, the different um, ways of thinking. So for example... A non-essentialist feels like they are all things to all people or they have to be all things to all people. So they think like, I have to do this. This is all very important. How can I fit all of these things into my week or my day, whatever? Whereas the essentialist thinks more along the lines of like less, like I am going to do less, but I'm going to do it better. And I'm, for me, I know that means like, I want to be able to set aside a certain amount of time and really focus on what I'm doing instead of being like a scatterbrained that's like going from one thing to another, like bouncing all over the place. Because what I found was happening was that I was trying to add so many things to my plate. And I talked about this in last week's episode to where like things that are really important to me started suffering and I wasn't spending as much time on them. Therefore, the final result or like the end product was not what I wanted it to be. So an essentialist, you know, they say yes to things or they choose to do things because they want to do that thing. They really think about why they're saying yes to something. This is also something that I had to work on a lot because I get so many requests to do things for free usually. Um, And I needed to learn how to say no. Like I literally cannot just be a 24-7 commercial on my Instagram, which is a community that I built, which like, you know, I'm able to talk about things that I really care about and connect with people. Like, no, I'm not going to spend all day, every day, 
doing things on my Instagram page that other people just want me to do. So I had to learn very quickly how to say no to things and not feel bad about it because initially when I started to say no, I would feel so bad. Like, oh my God, I should be doing this, but I'm not. And now I feel guilty for saying no. Like, um, no. Like, I shouldn't even have to think twice about it. It should just be like, no, sorry, like, not not interested. End of story. And the real kicker is that often I get emails from like companies or brands or like a DM on Instagram and it's like, oh my God, we love your page so much. Um, We were wondering if we could send you this and you could like story about our brand and like help us out. We're a really small business, da da da. Like, okay, I'm a small business as well. Like I'm doing this all on my own. And then I go to their page and they're not even following me. It's like, what? Like, I just can't. So some more differences between a non-essentialist and an essentialist is kind of how they do things. So a non-essentialist will just react to whatever is most pressing. So for me, that would be like waking up, checking emails. And even though there was something that I wanted to get done, for example, record a podcast episode or something, it's like instead of doing what I set out to do that day, I will start reacting to what people are saying or wanting me to do in the emails instead. Like obviously some things are time sensitive and important, but for the most part, those emails can wait. So I have really been trying to not be reactive to emails and letting them sit there for a couple days if they have to. Um, Something else a non-essentialist would do is, like I said before, just say yes to people without really thinking about it. Whereas like an essentialist will pause for a moment and be like, okay, what are they asking me to do? What is the time commitment? Do I have like the bandwidth to complete what they're asking me to do properly and actually give it a lot of focus and attention? So like they think about things before they say yes and they're not just saying yes to people please. For example, if I was just saying yes to everybody that asked me to do something, I would just like, there's no meaning behind it. I'm not doing it because I really love their product or, you know, like, no, I'm just, I feel bad saying no. So I will then just do it, which I don't want to do that. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. 
The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right, the quality is unmatched, you are going to love it, and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. So non-essentialist takes on too many things and then their work suffers. So that was literally what was happening to me. I was trying to add 1 million things to my plate and I just kept adding and adding and adding. And then I started to find like the basics of how I was doing things previously, like, you know, organizing podcast episodes or like preparing for interviews, 
all that stuff started to suffer because my plate was jam-packed with things. So I actually had to sit down and be like, okay, what is my priority? Well, the priority is the podcast. So why are you giving all this attention to things that literally do not matter? And now your podcast is suffering. And like maybe on the outside to other people, it doesn't seem like the podcast was suffering. But I just felt like in my heart and in my mind, like I wasn't giving it the attention that I used to give it. So then not only do I feel less prepared or like I'm really focused on it, but I also start to lose interest because I'm not totally invested in it, if that makes sense. And like Greg McEwen points out in his book, again, which is called Essentialism, the essentialist experiences joy in the journey of what they're doing. And so that's exactly what I experienced. Like I started to not enjoy doing the podcast anymore because I wasn't spending time on it. I wasn't you know, researching guests as much and like setting up the interviews and really thinking about what I wanted to ask these people and like what I wanted to get out of the conversation. So then at the end of the day, you're just kind of like rushing through it and you're not getting as much value from it or enjoyment from it anymore. So for me, the essential things are podcast, creating content, whether that be written posts, um, graphics, TikToks, reels. And then I would love to get the blog more consistent, although that does take a lot of time. But I would love to continue to use the blog as a, a space where I can share other moms or women's stories because I love doing that. And I find so many of the stories from others that I have shared on the blog are so meaningful and they're so impactful and it's so important for people like yeah I can like write my thoughts in a blog post every week but it's so much better to hear everybody else's stories and not just you know the story or viewpoints of a couple people like I want to hear the stories of all kinds of moms, all kinds of experiences that they have had, struggles, you know, happy moments. I want to hear hear it all, hear it all. And I think the blog is a really good place to do that because I have heard from a few people, they had never really taken the time to sit down and write about their experience, whether it be like a difficult birth experience or, you know, having their child receive a diagnosis at an early age, whatever it might be. And so to sit down and really write out your story with the expectation that, you know, an audience is going to be reading this can be very therapeutic as well. So I think I am going to open that up again and on Instagram, I will probably put out a notice for people to email me if you want to share your story and try and get that going back up. Even if I have to get someone to help me out just because of time, I will do that because I think that is a really important part of what I do and what I enjoy to what I enjoy doing. So, look out for that in the near future. And then of course, priorities My husband, we are trying to spend more quality time together, even if it's just in the evenings for a couple hours, not just sitting next to each other on our phones or my husband's watching sports and I'm, you know, watching TikToks to actually 
even if it's like put on a movie and focus on a movie together or have a conversation, just trying to be more mindful of the time that we are actually together and like to physically touch each other, like cuddle, you know, like have that little bit of intimacy because over quarantine, which, you know, I explained last week, I don't know what happened. Like everybody just kind of got into this like weird routine and it's hard to break out of it. So we are trying to be mindful of that. And then of course, one of my priorities is my little, my little angel from above Milo. And so you know, he gets a lot of my attention and I don't really sacrifice my time or energy that I spend with him. So, but the house does suffer because I don't want to spend weekends or evenings doing house stuff because I want to spend time with Milo. I want to go take him places and, you know, go sit on a patio or whatever it might be go hang out with friends. And so I find the house suffers with regard to like cleanliness and organization. So we are inquiring about having a cleaning service come and even if they can come do a deep cleaning every couple weeks, I think it's worth it. And I don't know why we haven't done it sooner, but I am hoping that that can kind of ease a little bit of the stress around trying to keep the house, oh my god, my dogs, trying to keep the house clean and organized. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Um, moving on. All right, so next up, I want to talk a little bit about minimalism and the documentary that I watched. Now, the documentary is by two guys who are known in, they are known as the minimalists. And so their names are Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, Nicodemus, Nicodemus. Um, So they have two documentaries on Netflix. One is called The Minimalists, Less Is Now. And one is called Minimalism, A Doc About the Important Things. So I think a lot of us think about minimalism and we automatically think of like a bare house with just the absolute necessities and nothing else. And that's really not what it's about. It's like having things in your life that have a purpose and that spark joy, I guess we can, what was it? Marie Kondo? Yeah. Like why do you have certain things? Like lately I've been looking at things around my house and I'm like, why? Like, why is that there? Like to collect dust? It doesn't bring me joy. Um, It's annoying to clean it. I don't use it. Like, you know, if it's, let's say like books or I had old DVDs and old CDs and like, why do I have those? We don't have a DVD player. We don't have a CD player. Anything you want to watch now, you can just like open up the computer and search it and watch it. So why do I have all these old DVDs? What else did we get rid of? Like my old textbooks from school. I am probably never going to use those. And if I do, there's going to be some new version that I'm going to need to get because, you know, they always come out with new versions. So it's like, why am I hanging on to these things? Um, Some things are sentimental and that's fine. I have a lot of like old photos and memory kind of things that I keep in boxes in the basement. And so they are packed away. They're not like spread all over the house, but I will be keeping those. I also keep greeting cards that people give to me because I don't know why. So those are all in a box. But really the documentary is about like focus on the important things 
and trying to break away from this idea that we can buy happiness or, you know, if we just had this one thing, then we would be happy and then, you know, we wouldn't need anything else. Because no, it's like once you get what you're thinking of, like something else is just going to be on your mind. Like, well, no, now I need this or like we live in such a consumerism um, like I don't know the word consumeristic (laughs) can we live okay so we live in a world where we like to buy a lot of things and I think it's like that boost of serotonin as soon as we you know we go into HomeSense and oh my god they have the cutest pink pumpkins like decorations it's almost fall I need to buy all these decorations and then in a couple years I literally end up throwing that stuff out so I'm trying to be very mindful of what I am buying from now on and then also going through the house and getting rid of things that we do not use but that are taking up space. Like I've only really done my closet so far and soon I'm going to do like the bathrooms, get rid of all the old products, like just I need to do like a whole clean sweep of the house. And so one of the things that um, the guy did in the documentary was he put everything he owned, like the smaller kind of items, in a box as if he was moving. So like kitchen stuff, appliance, like little appliances, everything. And if he didn't use something in 30 days, he got rid of it. He donated it. He threw it out, like depending what it was. And I was like, wow, that is genius because I will tell you a story. When I was living in a condo in Ottawa, I had one of the storage lockers in the parking garage. It was full. I'm not kidding, like floor to ceiling full, this storage locker of like random stuff like Christmas decorations, Halloween decorations, like old books, like textbooks, school stuff, all kinds of things. Who knows what else was in there? And so... One day, I guess they, I never went down there because I didn't use anything in that storage locker ever. And then one day I got a notice that was saying, like I went down to the locker and I couldn't find my stuff. And apparently they had left a notice there that all of my stuff was in the wrong locker. And like they were giving warnings and they were like, we are gonna like, you know, get rid of everything if you don't come claim it and move it to the proper locker, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they ended up throwing all of my stuff out and I had no idea. And ask me today if there's something that I miss from that storage locker. Like not one thing. Like not one thing. So that just goes to show I had an entire like a small room full of stuff and they threw it out on me and I did not even care. There's not one thing that I was like, oh, where did that go? Nope. So that really opened my eyes to like, wow, you have all this stuff for no reason, literally. But I also find having lots of stuff and like junk drawers and like closets that are all messy and full of stuff, but you're really only using like the same 10 items of clothing every single time. It also creates like mental clutter for and especially if you're someone like me that works from home. I just like, it's overwhelming and I always feel like I want to go clear out cupboards, organize a closet because it's messy looking and it's, 
it like weighs on my mental energy. So last weekend we got rid of a bunch of stuff and it felt so good. And now the basement is clear, like the living space in the basement is clear. So now I can actually put things where they belong. I can like set up a little area for the Peloton and like the weights and gym equipment instead of like ignoring the entire basement because we had a bunch of stuff down there that we needed to get rid of. So it's just like making little little progress steps every time. And it's really hard to have this mentality when you have a baby because you feel like you need everything that can possibly make your life easier. So I get it if you're in that stage. I feel like we are starting to get out of that stage because Milo's able to use like adult things for the most part, um, but the toys we still struggle with. But again, I'm going to do a clean sweep of the toys, keep things that he really enjoys. And even if we just keep the toys in the basement and then bring out new toys every few weeks, like I know people do that, they like cycle the toys and then it's like brand new toys to him again. Instead of just having 1 million toys scattered around the house, it's like, let's keep out ones that you're actively using right now. And then we'll put those away, bring out new toys and continue and continue. So it's really just active intention of paring down so you can focus on what's important in life, like focus on things that make you happy. Um, So to start, it's like what matters to you the absolute most? What does your ideal life look like? And these are questions that are really difficult to answer, but like what actually brings you value and fulfills you? Like, is it relationships? Is it hanging out with friends? Is it, you know, being able to have like time to yourself to have a nice coffee and read a book? Like, what are things that actually make you happy? What are your priorities? And then start to identify how you can shift around your days, your weeks, your months to put more energy into those things. And oftentimes you're going to find that it's not energy into like playing with little trinkets around the house or going and buying stuff. You know, once that short lived like, oh, this is exciting. I got this new whatever. Like once that adrenaline or like serotonin like increase is gone it's just back to normal and it's like you never even went out and got something new anyways so yeah I challenge you all to think what brings you happiness what are your priorities what do you want your life to look like and then try to make these small changes to um live that life that you want to live um One thing that I didn't mention in this episode, but I think I talked about last week was I was so upset with myself and I was constantly thinking like, oh my God, like, why are you not being physically active? Like you need to make that a priority. And so finally we did. And it's been really easy to do with the Peloton because I look forward to going on the Peloton. So that has been a major change. And I just feel more productive, more accomplished, like happier when I spend that time by myself doing my workout. So yeah, that's your homework. Um, What are your priorities? What makes you happy? Like, what do you want to spend your time on? 
and then go from there. So again, the book is Essentialism by Greg McEwen, and the documentaries are The Minimalists and Minimalism on Netflix. So check those out if you're interested. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Renee Rena with the little underscore thingamabob. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram at the mom room podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, do all the things. And if you haven't checked out the fun merch, definitely go check out the mom room shop. Today is Thursday, so I think I released some fun Halloween shirts yesterday, and it's not like cheesy Halloween shirts, like they're really cool. So go check those out. It is www.themomroomshop.com. So have a good sleep tonight, everybody, and I hope your children sleep as well. <laughs>